0: You have to also think about, too, the interest side of the money. And when I say interest, I mean is that money being paid with interest or is it not without interest? Teams still do deferred deferred contracts, but I don't think it's going to change the game because a lot of these players want to do cash up front. And because cash up front, the taxes will be cheaper for them now. This is just it's the way the game is. There's a lot of money to go around, and these players are going to get their hands on the money, and that's just kind of the way things are.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. It was. Um, I was happy to be there. It was loud. It was. You know, they had the air siren going, the air horn. I, yeah, it was. It was. It was cool. I, it was definitely the best sporting event I've ever been to. What do they call it? The bear um, raid siren. Yeah, the bear raid siren. There's just a whole, not just at the game, but just being around town or, or around Chicago, or even just you know seeing somebody in this grocery store and they got a bear shirt on or they got a bears. Hat you know you just there's there's more of that you know you haven't seen that recently everybody's happy to wear their bear shirts now you know and it sparks conversation with anybody
0: days of buying victories with free agents and hoping that spending big money and throwing big money out at big names it's a thing of the past as a player I want Redbirds fans to really remember me by my positivity and my hard work and dedication that's how I want people to remember me as someone that Influences others and does not focus on herself. I will talk to anybody and I just make everybody around me better My playing career sitting here right now seems like a just a blip on the, on The radar screen, you know, it seems small. It seems a long time away I you know, I'm proud that, not, that I was good enough to achieve the major leagues and I probably got around two years of playing in the big uh, in the major leagues as a player part of it was Opportunity, I never got the real opportunity I was hoping for. But I'm much better suited to be a coach than I ever was a player. Uh, and I've been coaching now well more than I was a player. Well, much longer. That's the question is whether or not he really is going to be the franchise quarterback that they believe he will be. Everything was new to everybody at the time. We didn't know what to expect or what to do. Uh, Once they sent us home uh, from spring training and all of a sudden these protocols, like safety protocols and stuff, started coming out. And I'm like, how in the world are we going to do this? You know, it's kind of overwhelming at first. Just like anything else and anything new that happens, you just have to, you know, just get used to it, adapt to it, and change to it. I wouldn't say drafting Io DeSumo takes the Bulls to the next level by any means, but just the fact that he ended up in their lap. In the second round, I think was a huge blessing for this franchise and that he's got the chance to develop and be a really important key role player for this team in the future. Hey, this is Nate Jones. Hey everyone, it's Luke Stuckmeyer. This is Neil Doyle. Hey, what's going on? This is Mark Grody, the official Chicago Bears sideline reporter from 670 to score, And ISU Redbird alum. Hey everybody, Marcus Grant. Hey, this is Alex Dolanar. Hey Redbirds, this is Leah Johnson. This is Mark Shanowski Hey, this is Blake Haas, an afternoon show host in Central Illinois. It's now time. Now time. Now time. It's now time. It's now time for the fifth quarter sports talk. It's Will's fifth quarter special. And here's your host, Will Farlow.
1: Welcome into the 76th episode of a sports podcast. It captures everything you want to know as the buzzer sounds at the end of any sports game. It's Will Farlow here with you this morning on December 21st, 2023. Welcoming you into the sixth anniversary edition. Episode 76 of Will's 5th Quarter Special. I'm your host here for this special edition of the 5th Quarter Sports Talk where we are celebrating 6 years officially of Will's 5th Quarter Special and the 5th Quarter Sports Talk since it's beginning 6 years ago on December 21st, 2017 with episode 1. So happy 6 years to Will's Quarter Special, our special 6th anniversary edition here. We're going to have really good content coming your way. We're going to get you started with our opening original segment. It's now time, Will's 5th Quarter Special fans, for the segment that takes fans deeper into a quote from the average sports interview. Do you ever want to know more about a quote made by an athlete, coach, or front office person? It's Will's Weekly Sports Quote, where we read between the words and fill you in on what you want to know. Each week, we will feature a new quote from a sports interview or press conference, along with our expert analysis after the quote is stated. For the first time in Will's 5th Quarter Special history, this is a segment where you will get a different Will's Weekly Sports Quote in every Every blog post, live stream, or audio episode. Fans, we want you to join the conversation too. You can share a quote we don't pick that stands out to you right on our social media pages. And our website contact page you can find under our website at wills5thquarterspecial.com. We will feature fan quotes selected right on future Will's weekly sports quote content. The fourth quarter buzzer has now sounded. Media officials have now turned off their recording devices and microphones. Athletes, coaches, and other talent have left the presser. It's now time for your newest Wills Weekly Sports Quote. So this one comes courtesy of the Chicago Bears writer for the Sun-Times, Patrick Finley. This was shared by Dan Weeder another analyst for the Chicago Bears media crew. And this is Patrick Finley asking Justin Fields about what he thinks he has shown for the Bears in this important 2023 season. Justin Fields is quoted by Patrick Finley saying the following improvement they know they know everybody in the building knows who I am like I said I can control what I can't control and that's it so we're going to dissect that quote right there this is coming from a quarterback will score special fans that he's under the microscope he's being watched by fans by the league by the Bears organization GM Ryan Poles President Kevin Warren Because the Bears, courtesy of that trade last year that brought him DJ Moore trading down from number one overall to the ninth pick with Carolina, getting five draft picks, and DJ Moore, you now have the number one overall pick possibly this year in a draft that features top generational talent quarterback prospects in USC's Caleb Williams and North Carolina's Drake May. So, this quote shows you Justin Fields sees the pressure he is under. He's worrying about what he can control, though, which I'm going to start with that. I think he's handling it very well. He's worried about improvement, and that's important in year two of this rebuild of the team under general manager Ryan Poles. It's a really important part of this quote that I like. He's saying improvement, that everyone knows in the building who he is. He's a team leader. We've heard players talk about it. DJ Moore earlier this week following their last game has come out supporting Justin Fields as a quarterback next year. And we're going to see what happens. I do think, in my honest opinion, if the Bears go with Justin Fields, you're going to have to be really sure of it because if Caleb Williams gets drafted here in the spring, works out somewhere, becomes an ex-Mahomes, it's going to be like what we said years ago about Ryan Pace and missing on quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes in that draft going with risky and sticking with a guy like that. I think that's what it's going to come down to. I admire Justin Fields in his professionalism as an athlete in this situation, because every athlete's going to handle these type of situations differently. I do respect Justin Fields for how he's handling things, and I could see a scenario where he is the quarterback. But these next remaining games in the season are going to determine that. A lot of people are saying general manager Ryan Poles, team president Kevin Warren of the Bears, they might already have their decision. So we're not going to know that until April comes around, season ends. I really like this choice for our newest Wheels Weekly Sports quote here on episode 76. It's a really good in-depth view of the player in the scenario that he might lose his job with the team be replaced by a younger drafted quarterback but he's handling it with poise He's handling it with confidence and just focusing on the team, not himself, not the situation. Because right there in that quote, he doesn't mention anything about the upcoming draft, possibility of the Bears drafting quarterback, him not being with the Bears. He doesn't bring that up when he was asked about this season and what he's shown. He's mentioning improvement and that everyone in the building knows who he is. I really admire that in a player like Justin Fields. That is our Will's Weekly Sports quote for this 6th anniversary edition here on episode 76. Please be on the lookout as I will be posting more content for Wheels Weekly Sports Quote as we mentioned on future audio episodes, blog posts, and our live streams, which will be on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, and so much more content coming up. We hope you enjoy this new wills weekly sports quote will score special fans here on episode 76 we're headed to the interview portion of the show we have somebody who's been on the show before it's blake haas joining us here once again on will score special we're talking about major league baseball in the offseason where we've seen a change in rules for the league itself we're going to talk about the impact of the rules that were implemented last year, the pitch clock, the continued use of ghost runner, and all the other r- rules in major league baseball. We're going to talk about the impact that the Shohei Ohtani contract given to him by the Los Angeles Dodgers will have on the future rise of price in major league baseball contracts. We're going to talk about how that contract deferred and how that could maybe show a trend in future baseball contracts players are given by Major League Baseball organizations. We're going to talk about the possibility of robot umpires still being considered in future Major League Baseball seasons, and we're just going to talk about the future of the league in the MLB as a whole. So here is that interview with Blake Haas.
0: Blake Haas, you've been on Willis, of course, special before, but this is a special um, edition. It is our sixth birthday, the sixth anniversary since the birth of Will's Fifth Special back on December 21st, 2017. So, first, how you doing this holiday season? Pleasure to have you join us for this special anniversary edition here on year six now, the mark for the Fifth Horse Sports Talk. Well, Will, it is a pleasure to be on. I'm doing great, but congratulations on six years. Did you ever think you'd make it this far? Uh, yeah, so. A lot of people don't know this. I was interviewed by Hannah Zettel for a TV10 project when we were both at ISU, and she interviewed me about my podcast and asked me that. And I said, I'll do it till, uh I'm no longer here. That's not going to change with this show for sure. Got to bring fans good original content. I love it. I love it. So you and I are big baseball fans. A lot of Will Square Special fans have been asking about baseball offseason, asking us questions over here we got to talk about what's going on with baseball. Uh, There's a lot of changes we saw last year, so I want to start with that. We saw a pitch clock that, if I'm correct, will be moved from 20 seconds to 18 seconds. We're seeing, um, you know, a lot of different rule changes that were implemented last year. What did you feel those uh, did to the season, positively or negatively? Like, talk to us about your views on those and how they impacted the game. Yeah, that's a great question, Will. When you look at the pitch clock for Major League Baseball this year, you had some pitchers that adjusted just fine, and you had others that struggled. And, in fact, you look at ERAs from before the pitch clock to ERAs versus after the pitch clock, some big-name pitchers, one of those names is uh, Justin Verlander, struggled because of his timing. A pitcher always has a certain routine, whatever they do on the rubber, to make sure that their timing is done. But when you change that timing – their pitching is off. And so we saw uh, some different pitchers, you know, especially in the NL Central with Chicago Cubs, St. Louis Cardinals, the Reds, multiple relievers struggled with that pitch clock. And so if it's becoming shorter, I think it's only going to hurt them. Now, for those that like a, a faster movement on the mound, it is a lot better. Now, me as a fan, and, well, am I'm, I'm guessing you may be in the same position, it moves the game along a little quicker. Sometimes when you went to a game uh, five, six years ago, these baseball games would last three, four hours and they're just they kind of drag on there. If it's the you know, one run game and nobody's hitting, it's kinda of boring. You just kinda of sit back and eat a bag of peanuts and relax and enjoy the atmosphere. Now with the, the quicker pitch clock, things are a little bit more interesting. So Will, I, I'm curious about your perspective because I know you're a huge White Sox fan. How does Will's fifth quarter special feel about this? Well, the host of the show, uh, we do always say on this show, Expect the Unexpected, that uh, slogan with Will's score special in its content will never change because I think mean, that's true in any <laughs> sports issue, sports situation, uh, even in the case of the White Sox or Cardinals, our favorite teams. Uh, the rule change that I think is probably the most, I think, detrimental and uh, harmful to the game is the Ghost Runner. And I'm glad you didn't mention that one because I was going to bring that up Um, I do like the pitch clock because, you know, it helps a lot of young pitchers getting their uh, timing down because you hear a lot about pitchers coming up through the minor leagues, uh, going to the majors, having trouble with their timing, their repertoire and composure. So I think a pitch clock helps those pitchers in the league be, you know, based by team, of course, different timing, but uniform in that time, you know, which is good for the game. But the Ghost Runner thing definitely is a turnoff for me as a baseball fan. I think – it kind of, you know, it gives a team an extra score that, you know, they're not getting on base, you know, traditionally, like through a walk or a balk even or a hit or a hit-by-pitch. You know, in baseball, that's how batters get on base, essentially. And I think that's probably what they should hopefully go back to. I think the commissioner, you know, like he's speeding up the game – uh, getting fans interested with the pitch clock. I think that's what the ghost runner is doing, but I I got to be honest with you. I don't, I, I'm curious what your viewpoint is on that, but I am definitely uh, – the ghost runner I think is the only rule that needs to be changed. I do like the draft lottery, uh, although, you know, that does make things interesting, of course, seeing the Guardians get number one. But um, what do you think about the whole ghost runner thing? Yeah, great question. And for me, the ghost runner I don't like. Because it's automatically already putting pressure to, uh, on an opposing pitcher with the runner on second base. And I don't, in extra innings, I feel like bases should be emptied because you're basically starting a new game. It's in a sense that the game's tied at 9 9 or 0 0 1 1, whatever the score is. But when you go into overtime in basketball, you don't give somebody the basketball to start out with and give them two point advantage, right? That's what happens when you put a runner on second base. Now you both get that opportunity. I just don't think it's good for the game either, and I agree with you 100%. Now, as far as that draft lottery goes, I wonder if they may switch this. And I, you see MLB kind of, in a sense, doing things like the NFL starting this year to have the big draft lottery and also having the, the MLB draft at a big location, live on TV. It's a big ordeal. Before, it used to be in a little studio, and it wasn't a big ordeal. I wonder if they're trying to switch Major League Baseball to the NFL – to kind of have the worst team gets the number one draft pick. And like the Chicago Bears, yeah, they have Carolina's pick this year, but they will possibly go one and three or one and two, whatever it may be. The Guardians had a 3% chance of getting the number one pick, and somehow they ended up with it. Now that's just the luck of the draw, but I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see a switch the line. Yeah, I definitely could see that. Uh, we got to get into the other big topic, which – we saw this offseason. Now, everyone knows Sho- Shohei Ohtani has set a new standard in baseball, probably since the days of Babe Ruth or, you know, the steroid era and all that. This is almost like a the Shohei Ohtani era, you could say, it, here in the 2000s, 2020s era of baseball because we saw a contract history made. You know, to educate wheelscore special fans that it may be, taking a break from baseball during the holiday season to watch football, college football, basketball, you're missing out. Because Shohei Otani, just a few weeks within the last month even, received a 10-year, $700 million contract from the Los Angeles Dodgers. So he's staying in L.A. But, like, like, I mean, this contract definitely has to change the stature of baseball, but also the incentives, you know, of deferral within the – uh, CBA being, you know, manipulated was definitely a shocker to me. You know, you're seeing $68 million deferred every year after, you know, the $2 million he'll be making. So just kind of looking at it, it's just really shocking to see how that contract will space out. Um, what are your thoughts on his uh, contract and how the Dodgers are manipulating uh, with the deferrals? Yeah, that's a great question. And when you look at Shohei Otani, he's going to make $2 million this year. But last year, just in endorsements and advertising commercials, whatever it may be, he made an extra $40 million. So really, he's going to make 42000000 million-ish. That's before taxes. Now, you have to also think about something, too. Shohei loves California. But at the same point in time, California has extremely high taxes, one of the highest in the nation. Uh, second behind uh, Illinois. So when Choi Otai is creating and crafting this deal, he's looking at uh, 10 years away from now. So the goal of that is, Shoei has the opportunity to move back to Japan or move to a state in the rest of the nations that don't have high taxes. He can move to Florida and not pay hardly any taxes at all on this $700 million, $16 million a year deferred, versus now having to pay high taxes. So in a sense, He's getting around the taxes, which is a great move for Shoei. For the Dodgers, he's giving them the ability to spend more money, and they have, and they recently acquired a picture of the Tampa Bay area for the Rays, and they spent a lot of money as well. Now you have to also remember, when Shoei starts to get paid $68 million a year, so is a deferred payment for Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. So the Dodgers' payroll in 2047 will be $98 million for three players that they don't even have the, on the roster. And I'm guessing all three will be retired by then. So it's fascinating to watch. I don't think we've ever seen anything like it. And hats off to the Dodgers for finding that clause in the contracts to get around the, the CBA. Yeah, just kind of, you know, I was doing some research of my own after the news broke. Just going to share with fans real quick, that big 10 richest contracts in MLB history, um, you know, Around our age, Blake, we grew up hearing about Albert Bell, some of the other big contracts that were given out over the years. So, Connie is now the biggest contract in sports history, um, in baseball as well. Mike Trout, number two, four hundred twenty-six million over twelve years. Mookie Betts, who Blake just mentioned, twelve years, three hundred fifty-six. And then, not too far from that, would be Aaron Judge. So, just kind of seeing these contracts and what you were just talking about it's smart manipulation by the team, but you know, it's going to look, this is going to give mixed views to baseball fans around the country and the world. You know, there's going to be some fans that are against it and some fans that are with it. So could you see this now with Juan Soto being a free agent next year, Yoshinobi Yamamoto still out there um, on the pitching market and the free agents that are going to be coming out in the next few years, Blake, could you see this impacting the future of free agency in Major League Baseball's off-seasons? Great question. You only get the best questions on Will's fifth quarter special. But you have to also think about, too, the interest side of the money. And when I say interest, I mean, is that money being paid with interest or is it not without interest? So Shohei Otani's contract would be $68 million without interest, meaning the money doesn't accumulate over the next 10 or so years. So these players are doing deferreds, it's great enough, but you're still losing money because you're being tackled by inflation, which could be 2%, could be 9%. You don't know. So that's one of the problems that they have. We're seeing teams still do deferred, deferred contracts, but I don't think it's going to change the game because a lot of these players want to do cash up front. And because cash up front, because it's, the taxes will be cheaper for them now. I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see a Juan Soto sign for uh a, a 3 to 400 million dollars uh Yamamoto signing for 3 to 400 million dollars uh, Josh Hader signing for 150 to 200 million. This is just it's the way the game is. There's a lot of money to go around and these players are going to get their hands on the money and that's just kind of the way things are. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh I did find an update about the bit rule changes we were just talking about to update fans here on this um, episode 76 here, 6th anniversary edition of Will Score Special. MLB's competition, according to ESPN's Jeff Passan, is weighing a proposal that will reduce the pitch clock with runners on base from 20 to 18 next season. 15-second pitch clock without runners on base would remain the same. But we are also hearing the rumor of robot umpires. Now, Blake, let's just quickly bash that one away. I, I know a lot of fans want that because of some <laughs> officiating, but I don't see that happening anytime soon in baseball. I don't think that would really be acceptable traditionally to some baseball fans. Could you agree with that one, or what's your stance on that, real quick? I agree a hundred percent. And you're saying that don't happen and play out in minor leagues, the Double A, AA, the Triple A level. I love umpires because it's a 50-50 chance for both teams. 50% chance they're going to get it right. 50% chance they're going to get it wrong. chance it goes for your team or the other team, right? It's a game of chances. Football is a game of inches. Baseball is a game of chances. The only reason why I would be a little hesitant on this is because if you remember a couple of years ago, and I'm drawing a blank on his name, but he pitched for the Tigers, he had a complete game going. And it was two outs in the ninth inning, ground ball. The uh, second baseman threw it over to first base. The runner was out by a mile, but the umpire called him safe. And the next play there was a, a single, so it ruined the perfect game. Now that's and you could play example games all day, but I think that umpires that that's the human aspect of the game is you have to have a, a human umpire and robo. I just don't I just don't like it at all. You heard it here first from Blake Haas. Here on Will Score Special, completely in agreement on that one, Blake. We made it to six years, many more to come. We appreciate your continued support as well as I want to acknowledge all of the fans that support this content. Really appreciate it. So guys, you can check out Blake on WJBC, 1230 AM down there in central Illinois has his own uh, impressive show 4 PM to 6 PM on weekdays, news sports, all that good stuff. And uh, you can hear him calling Redbird bird uh, sports at Illinois state university for WJBC. So Blake, Pleasure to have you on here. Uh, Best of luck with whatever you got going on here moving forward. Thanks for coming on once again. Appreciate it. Will, I appreciate it. How are you celebrating six years? Editing content for the fans at Will's Score Special, as I always do. There's (laughs) going to be a Will's Weekly Sports Quote coming out on our blog, some live streams, all kinds of good stuff the fans can look forward to, just as usual. And planning for the new year already. He's a man of – the. I love it. Will, thanks so much for having me on. It's a
1: pleasure. Host Will Farrell here with you on episode 76, 6th anniversary edition. Happy six years, as I said earlier in this episode to Wheels of Course Special. Always a pleasure to bring fans great original sports content, and I'm excited to continue to do that here on Wheels of the Course Special with all of you. Baseball's changing. You know, it's one of the big four sports in this country that does not have a salary cap. Could be interesting. I don't see them adding one. I think it would get a lot of backlash because of so many years of there being payroll in a different structure. So a lot of people writing about it, doing their due diligence. I don't think there's going to be a salary cap in Major League Baseball anytime soon. I don't think that's going to be the case. But I do think, like we talked about the Otani thing, I do agree with Blake as we talked about. I don't see the robot umpire being a good change for baseball. I think it would get a lot of opposition I do think you could easily just improve training of umpires and how they handle things and notice things, so that could be something. Now we're heading into the favorite ending signature segment of the show everyone enjoys, it's Will's Sports Movie Moment. We all have our favorite moments, not just in the sports we watch, but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself, my guest co-hosts, and our listeners at home a chance to pick their favorite moment from their favorite sports movie and compare it to modern day sports. Listeners cannot find the podcast Facebook profile and Twitter page at William D. Farrell and post their own sports movie moment favorite for a chance to have it featured on future will's fifth quarter special episodes so my choice for this sixth anniversary edition is going to deal with rocky four so the scene is rocky's you know addressing the fans in russia he just beat ivan drago in a 15 round fight he's out of breath he's really tired you know, because he just got of the big fight. So they gave him a chance to speak. The Russian referee's holding the mic for him. And he's translating his English speaking into Russian for the people in attendance there in Russia. Rocky's talking about, early on, I didn't like you very much, just as you didn't like me. But during the fight, I've seen a lot of changing. The way I thought about you and the way you felt about me. And he's referring to, like, how the world can change. You know, the people... Dying in the Cold War and around the world, and he's saying, If I can change and you can change, everybody can change. Now, Will Sports special fans, you're probably wondering why I picked this scene for my Will Sports Movie Moment favorite choice and what it compares to. It compares to what we talked about in baseball. You know, it's changing. Rule changes, players are changing. They talk about it on Twitter and in social media themselves as well, on podcast even, contracts, places they want to go, the way players are talked to by well known players of teams and they're in the meetings, secret meetings like Otani had with his process as a free agent before he became a Dodger in LA. The way the contracts are changing, the furls, the way the games changed, and Major League Baseball as a whole to the world itself. If the players can change, and teams and organizations can change, anybody in baseball can change. I think this scene from Rocky IV really compares well to what we're seeing in Major League Baseball. It compares as well to what Blake Haas, our guest appearance, on episode 76 and I talked about during the interview portion where things are going to change and you hope as a sports fan that it's going to be for the better of the sport for fans in general no matter what team they're supporting I think this scene really compares well to that because Rocky noticed that and he kind of illustrates like Shohei Otani and how he's changing the game he's changing in this era of baseball two-way players the contract stuff the furls and more so I think what's happening right now in baseball this offseason during the winter here in the fall is going to impact the future of the game itself. How the offseason's run and how the game is played. So if you haven't seen Rocky IV, it's a good movie to go check out. I really like this scene. So that's my Will sports movie moment choice. It's a really good scene from Rocky IV compared to where things are changing in Major League Baseball. That is all the time we have in episode 76 of Will's fifth quarter special. Tune in next time as we cover all things Illinois State University Redbird Athletics on our Redbird Sports Update episodes. We will continue to cover all things in the remaining regular season coverage of the Chicago Bears as things continue to unfold for the Monsters of the Midway. We will also continue to cover all things in the offseason of the Chicago Sky as things unfold for that team at Wintrust Arena in the Windy City, Chicago, Illinois. We'll continue to cover the regular season of the Chicago Chicago Bulls and what might happen moving forward for their team. We will continue to cover the off-season coverage of the Chicago Cubs and the Chicago White Sox. I want to thank our guest appearance, Blake Haas, for coming on the show once again. Blake, we appreciate your continued support of Will's Score special, and we hope to have you on again soon. When the fourth quarter buzzer sounds, you turn to us for your fifth quarter sports talk. I'm your host, Will Farrow, along with guest appearance, Blake Haas, saying so long from Will's fifth quarter special.
0: To continue to hear your fifth quarter sports talk, you can check out all of Will's fifth quarter specials on our new website at Will's Join the sports conversation and share any opinions or thoughts on all things sports. Head to the Twitter page at William D. Farlow and share it with us with the hashtag Will's fifth quarter special. the 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 fifth quarter, the fifth quarter, the fifth quarter, the fifth quarter never stops here at Will's fifth quarter special.